Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today, as Season 4 of MDC begins, we are discussing the cover of Secrets of Shadowloo. First of all, I would like to welcome everyone to Season 4 of MDC. In previous seasons, we've always discussed Palladium role-playing games from years gone by, including last season in Season 3, Beyond the Supernatural, a game that uh, at that time I would have characterized as obscure, little played, a bit of an oddball of my RPG collection, but this season is going to raise the bar. Secrets of Shadowloo may be one of the most mysterious books that I own, as is appropriate to its title, Secrets of Shadowloo. What could these secrets be? And what, furthermore, is a Shadowloo? Longtime listeners who joined me for my Wiki World Warriors series will know about the Street Fighter role-playing game uh, published by White Wolf, kind of during the heyday of the World of Darkness, but not really part of the World of Darkness. It was a licensed tabletop role-playing game of Street Fighter. Yes, that Street Fighter with Ryu and Ken and combos and Chun-Li and all that. Not to give Chun-Li fourth billing under game mechanics. Let me rephrase that. Yes, that Street Fighter with Chun-Li and, in a distant second place, everything else. Uh, Street Fighter, despite the powerful license at that time, it was also Street Fighter's heyday, that game did not do very well. Not many people played the Street Fighter role-playing game. It did, however, have supplements, and the first of them was the book we're here to talk about this season, Secrets of Shadowloo. Shadowloo is... Well, how do I... Shadowloo is a vast and nebulous entity. It's going to take us a whole book to delve into its secrets. But suffice it to say, it is the criminal-slash-political organization run by M. Bison, who is the big bad guy of Street Fighter 2. M. Bison and Shadowloo are also the primary antagonists of the Street Fighter role-playing game. So you got your Street Fighter core book, which we're not going to be talking about, and that tells you all about the various world warriors, your Zongiefs, your Blancas, and so on who are more or less on the side of the angels. Pro-angel or angel neutral. Meanwhile, on the anti-angel squad, we've got characters like M. Bison, Sagat, Vega. They're the ones in this book, along with a hell of a lot of details about M. Bison's criminal operation, his headquarters. We've got an adventure in this book. There's so much here packed in to this obscure-ass supplement. I mean, if you thought Palladium books were niche, this is a supplement to an almost forgotten role-playing game long out of print, can never really be published again. I mean, White Wolf doesn't exist. This license is long gone. It's not canon to Street Fighter. That's for damn sure. It will quickly become apparent that White Wolf writers took Capcom's ideas about Street Fighter as suggestions at best. The sentiment around the White Wolf offices, I feel, was we are the professional storytellers in this scenario. We are the experts. We're riding high on a wave of cultural relevance for Vampire the Masquerade. We're at the forefront of serious, mature, adult storytelling about monsters and wizards and stuff. Therefore, we'll take your your character designs, we'll take your lucrative franchise, your tawdry trinkets, but we will reshape them. What we are left with is an alternate canon for Street Fighter that, to the best of my knowledge, other than like a couple of installments of WTF D&D, uh, no one has ever talked about <laughs> again. This book is is not recognizable as Street Fighter canon. It is not recognizable as World of Darkness. 
it is just straight up not recognizable to most gamers. But for me, it was a big deal. I owned this book along with the Street Fighter core book when I was quite young. I poured over these books. So I'm eager to delve into Shadowloo's secrets right alongside you. That's why this season's format is going to be a little bit different from what we've done in MDC in the past. The show remains daily, of course, and we are going to be going page by page. But on each page of this book, I am going to uncover what I consider to be the most important secret of Shadowloo on that page. As you will soon discover, dear listener, Shadowloo is a befuddling organization operating in a borderline nonsensical world. And the book I have before me is our only guide to its secrets. So that's where I really want to focus our attention. What what the fuck is going on here, I think, is the, the main question I want you to keep in mind as we dig into M. Bison's globe-spanning criminal organization. Well, criminal with a side of um, backyard blood sports. I don't know how you would characterize street fighting. It's street fighting. Anyway, we're getting deep into the weeds, and we're just starting out. So let's focus on what's on today's page, or rather the front cover. This is a piece of art. Uh, I'll put it up on Instagram. That is very much the sort of thing you would expect from a 90s White Wolf game, but not so much what you would expect for Street Fighter, I feel. Down on the bottom half of the cover, you've got uh, two really raggedy-looking, mean, freaky kind of dudes. Uh, one of them has long, flowing blonde hair. One of them has a ponytail. I would be shocked if these two were not low-rent indie pro wrestlers. That's the vibe that they give me for sure. And they have each other in this dramatic combat embrace. It's kind of a tableau here. There's there's a little like a Renaissance painting in this. The maliciously grinning blonde has the ponytail and goatee guy by the throat. And the ponytail and goatee guy is holding the blonde by the hair, kind of. And they're looking in each other's eyes. And the blonde has a look on his face. It's hard to convey because it's visual. It's an audio medium, but let me try my best. His face is like, yeah. And then the other guy, the, the, the ponytail goatee guy, he has a face uh, I would characterize as, meh. I don't know. I'm doing my best. Go to the Instagram. But uh, they're both bare-chested. Uh, ponytail and goatee man has a lightning tattoo on his chest. Both of them are wearing, like, spiked gauntlets. Blonde guy is in kind of, like, longish bike shorts. Ponytail goatee guy is in, like, are those Zubas? I'm not really sure. They both look like they're about to punch each other with their non-grappling hands. The main thing is the vibe that I want to get across to you. Blonde guy's grinning. Ponytail goatee guy has a more mean expression. But there's a level of positive energy here, a certain joie de vivre. Ponytail and goatee guy, don't get me wrong, he would rather be holding someone by the throat than being held by the throat. But overall, these two look like they're down to street fight. They're happy to be street fighting. They're doing what they love, even if it's going better for one of them than for the other. I say all that to say this. Up at the top of this cover, standing uh, poised above them with a hand outstretched and one hand cocked back in a fist as though about to strike is M. Bison. And the look on M. Bison's face is so impassive. This is a vulnerable moment, almost a tender moment. While Bike Shorts Man and Mr. Ponytail, which may, by the way, be their Street Fighter names for all that I know, while they're engaged in this ferocious, adrenaline-fueled, testosterone-suffused struggle for victory, M. Bison stands above them, a master of his art, a ruler, a man of stature, a man in a military-style hat and a cape, and yet in his literally blank eyes, 
and on his furrowed, grim face, there is nothing of the thrill of struggle. He looks more like a White Wolf character than a Street Fighter character, because in Street Fighter, one thing about M. Bison, he is a smiling motherfucker. Do a Google image search on M. Bison, and you're going to find official art. About two-thirds of it, this motherfucker looks like he just won the lottery. And then in like a third of it, he's got a real dramatic frown. You don't see a lot of bison just looking tired. And so I think this is an unguarded moment. I think what's captured here on the cover of Secrets of Shadaloo is our first Secret of Shadaloo, the secret ennui, the secret exhaustion and desperation of the dictator who has everything. He presents a forceful demeanor, but in this candid moment that's displayed here in this illustration, Bison is looking down at, at lesser street fighters, scrabbling around on the ground in their bike shorts, as he once did. I mean, maybe not the bike shorts. That doesn't seem like his speed. Although I hope that he wore them. I hope when he was a rookie, he wore like red bike shorts and then just the hat. That would have been fantastic. Or maybe the cape. And when he started the match, the cape was drawn around him and then he tossed it aside and underneath it's just bike shorts. That would have been great. I hope that's how he fought, but I doubt it. But that hard scrabble existence, working your way up the ranks, the struggle, I think Bison misses that. And that's relevant to this whole book because Bison now, he's at the he's at the top of the pyramid. He has ascended to the apex of like street fighting, crime, everything he's tried his hand at, he's basically the master of now. This book though is about the day-to-day functioning of Shadowloo, his agency, his empire that he built, and how it interacts with weak-ass kung fu scrubs like the player characters and the player characters' nemeses. So I think this is a really good choice for a cover. It depicts Bison doing exactly what he does in this book, which is being huge and invincible and at a remove and yet still connected to the extremely petty but scrappily endearing struggles of street fighters still trying to claw their way up out of the gutter. And whatever the official art from Capcom may say, I do not think Bison is this grinning, imperturbable figure up on top of the street fighting pyramid. He yearns for those hard scrabble days of hair grabbing and throat punching. And maybe that's why his organization, spoilers for this season of MDC, is a fucking mess. One more note as we move forward. Secrets of Shadowloo is a book that I owned as a child and still own in some form. Uh, But when I say that I poured over it, I'm not kidding. It's missing pages. And as a result, I am using a PDF of this long out of print game for this season. The numbering is weird. If the numbering in this PDF is to be believed, the cover is page one. I feel like that can't be right, but I'm missing the relevant page or pages from the beginning of the book. So I'm just going to abide by the numbering in the PDF. Maybe that means that I'm missing like a blank page or a page of uh, copyright notice or something like that. So if you've got the physical copy somehow and are reading along and there's a discrepancy, that's why. Anyway, with all that out of the way, with the preamble done and the season explained, join me next time as we explore this book's credits for a glimpse at these street fighters who have gone before us into this mysterious world on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, 
is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>